Hi everyone, I'm Maddie. And I'm Amber. And, and we're, we're Witches Talking Tarot. Tarot. And today we're just going to give a little update on our spiritual journeys that we've been working on. If you've caught us in the past, I believe there's how many episodes? Two? Uh, there's three. We've got our two uh, original with our goals and all right. that, and then our first update. Okay, okay, so we've got three episodes of our spiritual journey. I'm very curious to see if anyone else is going, doing this along with us. Yeah. I'm very curious. I am as well. I am as well, actually. And uh, kudos to anybody who is taking their own spiritual journey, whether you're joining us on ours or mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. It can be challenging, as we'll talk about here in a few minutes. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what, Amber? I'm not going to lie. I could probably do it a little better. You know? I mean, well, it's not yeah. even that. It's just like, and, and I'm glad we're talking about this because yeah. I'm not the only one. But mm -hmm. it is so, I am not making excuses for myself at all. Please don't think I am. Nope. But fuck, I forget about it sometimes. As a woman going into her third trimester with a mm -hmm. one-year-old, yep. I forget about it sometimes and I think that's the where we're human kind of oh, comes in absolutely like I because I have admissions to make right know, just like right. you started we're off like <laughs> we're gonna just start off laying it out there for you I also forgot about a lot of the things because as you right. know you guys are well about you to may find not out, have young children but, but like, you run a company I, well you've right, had all I, your issues. my my daughter had an accident right. the day we were headed for surgery we find uh. out that the my husband's grandmother passed away. She's the God. matriarch of the family. And it, we're five minutes away from the hospital when the aunts call, you know? And it's like, whoa, you know? So then it's Bitch, like- this just fucking happened, and then this right. just happened, and, and then, then something else and then just happened. Some, yeah, so like then, oh you know, kid gets through surgery. As soon as he knows she's out of surgery, okay, my husband has to go take care of family stuff. Mm -hmm. And he was gone for two weeks. And I run a small company that my husband works for. He is part of our very small workforce. So, of course, while he was gone, I was my part of the workforce and trying to make up for his part of the workforce. Um, and at the same time, dealing with, uh, you know, being down a vehicle because of mechanical issues. My mother's still staying in town to help me out because of everything going on, even though I thought I could let her go home. She's still in town from Texas, and she's been up here for, like, going on a month now. Um, and then I had to figure out getting out to Memphis for the funeral and then getting back. And our oldest daughter couldn't make it because of timing and she's in the military. The youngest daughter emotionally couldn't handle it. So the middle daughter who had just had surgery insisted on going. And it's like, you know, as much as that experience did help me with my spiritual journey, as I'll talk about when we get to the death piece, you mm -hmm. know, because of my own personal thing with death, but I forgot about yoga completely. I can't, I, I, I physically cannot do yoga, so. Yeah. I, no, yeah, but like, you know. that's part of my Oh, no, I, well, it's yoga. part of my goals, too. Well, so. in the future, Again, right? Like, but, fuck, am I making Well, no, like, it's not, <laughs> I think it was part of your goals for the future. For the future, it was, when can't. physically yeah, able, yes. because you were pregnant when we started this, mm -hmm. so you knew. And like, mm -hmm. so it's nothing against, because you've still been like, walking maybe i don't know i don't want to put words in your mouth um, um but you've had things going on that you couldn't and that's don't push yourself through goals if you physically can't because of reasons guys it's right 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 yeah. and so, like i are, my pregnancy yeah. is already high risk anyway yeah, exactly. so as i was telling amber i was actually put on bed rest again this weekend um it's something that 
it's yeah. very difficult and it's right. also really hard to talk about. Yeah, and we, um, you know, I didn't. I wasn't trying to make you go. I was just saying, like, if you're not able to do yoga, there's mm -hmm. a very valid reason, and you don't sound like you're giving excuses because you didn't actually put right. yoga on the immediate list because you knew you mm -hmm. couldn't. Mm -hmm. So it's not you being like making excuses is all I was saying. It's you're physically not able, and it would be bad for you if you did do that. You know, mm -hmm. like, and nobody on their spiritual journey should try to accomplish goals that's physically bad mm -hmm. for you mm -hmm. like if it's physically bad for you you should maybe reassess your goals not saying you should mm -hmm. just for anybody listening who goes oh yeah I'm making excuses too and really it's a health thing right. then they shouldn't right oh because right. I don't want you to feel bad either because you shouldn't because it's I hate it health I hate it so much because when I do yoga I get so flexible and then I don't That's do yoga nice. and then I fucking am not flexible like, at all and my hands get sore because I, I don't fucking use them so like oh my god my hands ways, get sore. you know but downward dog and stuff that's the worst for your hands and for your yeah. wrists so i gotta do this and that yeah that's gonna be so fucking painful yeah. yoga when it gets started up again is gonna be so painful no i believe that because the the first night that we were doing it i was like oh gosh i haven't i haven't done this for a while because i haven't done yoga for years like not literally not seriously like i can i do stretches and stuff right but i haven't like done a series of yoga um, is it called a sannyasa, I think, or something, where it's a series of moves that takes you through an entire workout or whatever. Like, I haven't done that for a long time. Oh, no, I wouldn't. Um, I, I, so the way that I start out every time, uh, is I go with like the slow ones, which is not a fluid motion. And then eventually get to the point with your body where you can do the fluid motion. And it's a long process, spiritual and physical. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so for me, I'll probably start out with five to 10 minutes a day. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. it'll go on and get, get further longer. along. And the right. longer that you get, the more you can do like the fluid mm -hmm. bend down, lean up, oh, fucking yeah. this position, Shit's that great. position. It feels amazing. I love it. Just yeah. It, it's been a while. So my hands really felt it the first day. That's afterwards. where it hurts me the most. Yeah. Because like, well, you after don't I had put Theodore, a lot of pressure on your hands. After I had Theodore, my knees size. were bad too. Mm. my knees and I think that's from the weight of carrying a baby for so long yeah. you know because I never had issues with my knees before, before. Yeah. and then eventually yeah. I, they started they stopped hurting and then I got fucking pregnant again yeah. <laughs> that is the way of life sometimes right I, sometimes. I remember that solid uh <clears throat> what was it six seven year period where I was pregnant breastfeeding uh you know whatever during that whole chunk of time well i will yeah. say like with yoga i have no intention of standing on my head i'm not even gonna fucking try that is not something that i want to Doesn't, do not my bag baby yeah not, not your you, back is that what you I said not my bag baby oh not yeah. something that interests me no. uh the dirty side of my mind was like there's one instance in which maybe i try it but uh I'd have to have somebody... Uh, Hold your legs, maybe? I mean, I, no. It's the dirty side of my mind, so <laughs> think about what... They wouldn't necessarily be holding my legs to... I don't... 
Look, look, if, I'm if too, you can picture it. I'm gonna be real it. with you. I'm too fat for that shit. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I'm too blonde for that shit. I don't need all the blood running to my head. Like, you know how dizzy and off balance I will be when I get up. Oh my oh, gosh. shit! I like, shouldn't say I'm I can't too like fat. spin around three times and be okay. Like, what are you talking about? I want to take back Upside what I said. Down. I shouldn't say I'm too fat for that because that is not true. A lot of people have that like in their mind. Oh well, I'm a big person. I can't do yoga. Yes. Yes, you can. It may take you longer to be yeah. able to do the stretches, but if you keep at it, you absolutely can have a oh, bigger yeah. body and do the exact same stretches as a smaller person. You may not look mm -hmm. the same when you do it because hey, everybody right. looks different, but you right. absolutely can. Dude, do my it. husband, who's like six foot five, and me, who's like five foot four, we don't look the same doing. Oh numbers. my god, <laughs> it's so funny. It is. It's. Mm. It's. Um, and don't be embarrassed about it either. Fuck, we're all like yeah, learning. Yeah, right? right? We're all learning. I'm getting right? to that point like, in my, I don't know if it's a spiritual journey or just maturity where it's like, fuck you. I don't it's care. A, it's a great part of life. Like It is. It is. I love the I don't give a fuck anymore parts of life. Like that, when I originally got there, mm -hmm. the first time I stopped wearing a bra. Uh, until like Me my too. I just have like, like big boobs. Yeah, my kid was uncomfortable with it and made her very uncomfortable. Which is funny because then she stopped wearing a bra in high school and I didn't stop her because hey, it's her body. Like, and I was like, great, you don't wear a bra, I don't have to anymore. Either. It makes my family uncomfortable. I have big ass double D's, um, yeah. but I. I so for the most part if I'm going in public I'll wear a bra but I want to get to that point it just makes me sad and I realize this is silly it makes me sad I miss when I had double D's <laughs> sorry I didn't wear a bra then either I flashed a lot concerts stay though. where you are <laughs> don't <laughs> shrink and don't sag <laughs> seven years of breastfeeding and then not being able to keep weight on for like three years um yeah. so when you say like, oh, I love that part of life where you just don't give a fuck. I do, but I am so sorry. I exaggerate. I'm sorry. Five years of breastfeeding. It wasn't seven. Six years of breast. It was six or five, not seven. Seven includes the first pregnancy. I just sorry. don't like what it takes in life to get to that point. Unfortunately, you know, it sucks. It sucks because for me, I didn't get to that point and I cared so much about what people thought and it was a fucking miserable existence. Yeah. And I know I'm not the only one that... Oh, no, I think look, it's very common for you know, teenage girls. I talk about breastfeeding or teenagers and in teenagers, general. Teenagers, I was a teen mom and right. I did breastfeed because I knew it was healthier for my kid because uh -huh. my mom breastfed myself and my siblings and there was no doubt in my mind like I was going to breastfeed. But... I already got enough weird looks as an 18-year-old with a baby that when I breastfed her in public, which you have to do if you have a baby, mm -hmm. like, they need to eat, um, like, I would feel so uncomfortable. There was a period of months where I would go to, like, the public restroom to breastfeed mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I was, I felt so uncomfortable with the way people would look at me. Oh, absolutely. And, like... It was legitimately like scenes out of a movie. You'd hear a little kid ask their mom what I was doing. And the mom would say things that made it sound dirty and wrong. And it's like, excuse me, ma'am. I'm feeding my child like you're about to do from Chick-fil-A or, you know, uh, Taco Bell or wherever else in this mall food court. Because it was mostly in the mall food court that I would have a problem with people being like, oh, oh my God, do you see what she's doing over there? And I, I was 18 and I 
was uncomfortable and I already right, had to already deal with this stigma of being a teenage mother. Yeah, already self-conscious because I am a fucking teenager. I'm self-conscious because I'm a teenager who got knocked up and got married and, you know, started out on the wrong path, quote unquote, and like trying to do it right, still married to the same guy, you know, like... You know, back then we, you know, it, people would say it was weird that we, like, mm -hmm. all three of my kids had the same dad, which I always found weird. Like, people would say that to me. They'd oh, I like, believe it. Yeah, they'd be like, I can't believe your kids have the same dad. Or, like, you know, do they have the same dad? And I'd be like, yes, we've been married since a while ago. You know, whatever. But the whole point is... I had to get over what other people thought about me mm -hmm. because my daughter was eating her food in a stinky ass fucking bathroom and that's not fair to her. And after I got to that point, mm -hmm. it was really easy for me to not give a fuck mm -hmm. because you know what? You would rather my baby have to smell this lady's shit while she eats than your kid ask you, what's that lady doing with her baby? And you have to explain, she's feeding her. Mammals right. make milk. That's right. why we're called mammals. It's a mammary gland. So we're very pro-breastfeeding. As very. a matter of fact, I may yeah. breastfeed at some point later on while... Maybe yeah. not while filming, because I don't want to, <laughs> like... But while talking... Well, they make, there's why, that's why they have covers Right, exactly. We could even, like, build a wall. Uh, yeah, be like, Seriously. I'm still here, Creative. guys. <laughs> well, no, like, you know, we can make it just the right... Oh. You know? What I mean? Like, yeah. you can stay in frame and you're covered. Like, nothing is filmed right here. Oh, shit. I you see what you're mean? saying. Right, like, right. Like, we, we can be creative. Right, we exactly. Win it. We got this. <laughs> yeah, but the point is, like, don't, don't. When you let other people's opinions of yourself mm -hmm. affect you negatively, it can affect other people negatively. And the moment it affected my child negatively is when I was able to be like, mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? Fuck you guys. You want her to fucking have to sit in here and eat? That's wrong. Well, and it's just like... you're like, going to shame me? As a teenager, and I know particularly with teenage girls, I, you know what? I, speaking from experience, I don't know much about teenage boys because I wasn't one. Um, Same. <laughs> like, but specifically for teenage girls, it's also very hard like to not be shy and embarrassed about the stupidest shit. Like, oh, oh my, my God, God, my friends can't see me wear a jacket. Are you oh my god! Me? Right, it adds ten pounds or whatever. Like, yeah, I anything. Felt, I was already one of the bigger people. Oh yeah, in yeah, group. exactly. So a winter coat just accentuated how much bigger I was than everybody else. Right, and there I would rather be cold. As an adult, I will not be. As, yeah, and I'm like, nah, fuck that. I don't uh. give a shit. Right, you know what I mean? Or not to leave the house without makeup. That was a big one for oh, me. God. Now I barely wear makeup. Should I admit this on camera? Fuck you. You know I what? No, it is. It's terrible stigmas. If you're a young lady, mm -hmm. accept how you look without the accentuation of makeup. You'll feel more beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then when you put makeup on, you think you look banging, not right. just acceptable. Because, like, I literally mm -hmm. needed to go look for my husband once when I was, like, 19. But... I had just wakened up, so first I needed to take a shower and put makeup on. Fucking kid you not. He had broken down on the side of the road. Nobody knew where he was. I needed to go look for him, but I was like, oh, I gotta take a shower first. No, you don't. It's acceptable to pull your fucking clothes on and just go, girls. It's okay. Nobody gives a fuck what you right. look like, okay? And if you're hunting for a man, 
and you happen to find him in one of those moments, then you know you got a real keeper and right. you get him when it's one of those moments. Right, exactly. So so that yeah. in itself is that in itself is a spiritual yeah, that journey. Is, it is. I, it I is. feel like you and I are for the most part, because there are some things I'm still self-conscious mm. about. I'm sure you as well. I oh, think yeah. it's a human I, thing. I, I fall into holes of yes. that. It, it definitely follows my depression. Right. You right, know absolutely. what I mean? Like, whenever I'm, I'm okay, I don't have as many situations like that. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to go because it's just like, I have to see people, whatever. And it's like, Dude, why are you like that? Get the fuck up. Well, and I do, you know? Mm -hmm. But there are other times where I'm, like, already in a hole and I have that thought. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to be like, get the fuck up. Right, no, exactly. Yeah. Like, for me, before I got pregnant with Orion, I think, you know, I was going through a spiritual journey in itself and not giving a fuck and mm -hmm. buying clothes that I normally wouldn't buy. Yes. And I got this cute-ass cute tank top thing. that showed, well, the oh, onesie. I got a onesie. Yeah, they look ridiculous on me right now. The, first of all, the onesie makes me look like the fucking penguin from Batman. <laughs> because of how his stomach is like that. Like, not because I'm overweight, but right, the way my... Right. Yeah. And uh, the tank top, I just don't feel comfortable showing my pregnant stomach. I you know, wouldn't Some either. women do. Some women do. But I'm, power to I'm you, like no judgment i just wouldn't i yeah it's just me also like i didn't look pregnant when i was pregnant i just looked big um when i tell people that i'm like six months pregnant they're like what that is not the right response i hated that that is not the right response like, if you guys are watching us on youtube and you can see me like Trust me, Maybe when I was younger, it was a different story, okay? Like, I was a bigger girl, and I wasn't cute pregnant. I just got whiter and whiter and rounder, and people were like, damn, girl, you let yourself go. No, I let myself get pregnant. I wonder <laughs> if they think when they're like, no way, I had no idea that it's a compliment. No, but it just makes great. me feel like I look bad. Okay. Yeah, I didn't ever think it was. I me knew it either. Felt like it was a compliment. But anyway, so anyway. We're, we're pretty much for the most part yeah. out of yes. or growing. growing There's still some those things. small things, right? Right, yes, right, exactly. But so, our spiritual journey is something deeper. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, which is probably why I cannot watch a lot of young adult TV shows. I want to. But then I watch it and I'm like, oh my God, shut the fuck up. You are 15 years old. I want to like yeah. it. Like I, like with my Degrassi. Haven't watched it in so long. <laughs> I want to. I want to. But fuck, it's... No, it, I, I get you. Like, I, Gia, like, Saved by the Bell. Mm -hmm. So, like, I've watched a couple episodes with her. But I can't just watch Saved by the Bell by myself. If my kid is watching, I can watch with her. Right. And I'm still like, cringy. cringy shut up. Like, like you are And not the stuff that they watch, oh my like, God. the teen dramas. Oh. First of oh all, my God. I'm like, why are you fucking right now? You I'm are like, like 16 I'm years old. ruin their shit for them. Yes, exactly. I'd be like, what the fuck? I walked in last 
night, I walked into Larissa's room and Zendaya, I'm pretty sure. Oh, on Euphoria? Oh my God. Why the fuck are you dressed like that? Why are you dressed like that? She was definitely not dressed. Oh my God. When I walked in and Molly was like, you just made this weird. I think I may have had a really (laughs) fucking boring teenage year, but I, 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 or my, my high school year, because, you know, some of the things they address on those shows, like, uh, I wasn't addicted I to drugs. I mean, it's all about, like... I did I, not have boring high school years. That's why I was a mom at 18. Just FYI, kids. Also, I'm pretty don't, sure... You don't could, do it. You can never wear those clothes to school and get away with it. How the fuck are you wearing a bra to school? And right? it's okay. Oh, my God. Like, I don't know. I didn't go to... I don't know. Mean Girls is a good one, too. Well, I think Mean well, Girls is more say, realistic. Yeah, and than I was gonna Euphoria. say Four Keeps, the '80s movie, was a bad movie to make. Molly Ringwald, what were you? I think you were too young. But everybody else that produced, I I don't know if it was a John Waters film. I don't know who produced Four Keeps, but it's about teenagers that get pregnant. And then they, like, keep the baby, and she has really bad postpartum and whatever. And it's like, I, as a child who loved Molly Ringwald, watched Four Keeps with the hot, tall, brown-haired guy. So, obviously, I thought he was cute because he was, like, super fucking tall with dark hair, so totally Amber-type. And I was like, oh, it's so romantic. They got pregnant and they're having the baby. No! Teenage pregnancy is never romantic. Dude, risky business itself is fucking cringy as fuck. Like, you ain't telling me no 16-year-old is doing (sighs) that shit. Like I barely remember risky business. I It's like it's just oh my mm. god. And then there's that one, oh my god, what is it? I fucking hate and I will go on record saying this, I fucking hate Ferris Bueller's fucking day off. I hate it so much. We can still be friends, but First of wow. all, his friend didn't even want to sip school. Wow. Ferris Ferris Bueller's a fucking bully. And, like, pressures him into it. He he would never have a life if it wasn't for Ferris. Oh, I hate... I mean, I like the actor. I think. He's okay. I've seen him in other shit, but fuck that shit. Oh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is definitely, like, a classic in this house. Corey loves that movie, for one. Two, Donka Shane... Darling Donkashay. Can you imagine getting up on a float as a high schooler and singing Donkashay? None of that shit happens. I swear to God, that's why. Oh, I'm sorry, but that's why I hate it so much. Like, like young adults and like, one, I've already gone through that (laughs) spiritual journey part of my life, and second of all, I know none y'all are doing this shit. Charlie Sheen is the hottest he's ever been in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh my God. What? Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. He's a... Have, I've I, seen I don't it know how so long ago. Okay. I remember the principal. He's a fucking asshole to the yeah, principal, dude. Yeah. Oh, bad the, guy from Howard the Duck. I feel like he's on something else, too. I think... I, yeah, I, he I you know, oh, he's on a lot of stuff. But, yeah. like, Pretty in Pink? That's kind of realistic, I guess. Yeah, but it's not great. But, like... Because, like... Ducky loves her, and she's gonna ditch Ducky but for the rich guy. But that's some dumbass young adult bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like God. as as I adults love, having gone. I through, love Pretty and Pink. Don't get me wrong. Well, Molly she ruined that. Molly, you ruined that fucking dress. Okay, in the ending, it looks horrible. 
Like, we no. We to differ. Oh my god, no, you like it? I love, like, I love 80s <laughs> You have to understand. As I was... <laughs> I grew up watching that. So it's like Molly takes this like puffy bullshit dress what? and she like pumps dress. it out. She ruined She pumps it. it out. No, I'm, I'm a punk rocker at heart. So I, I feel am. like I'm a punk with us having gone through our like teenage spiritual yeah. journey, we know she should end up with Ducky. Because that's yeah. logical, right? Ducky. And fuck that. He hates being called like, Ducky. What about, he hates being what about Ducky. prom Blaine? Oh, I forgot. My sister and I used to act out this scene, dude. Wow. Dead ass. I don't know it that well. <laughs> oh, oh. She'd be Love like, that movie. a couple months ago, I asked somebody else and bullshit what about prom plane like yeah like oh like damn <laughs> go molly stand up for yourself girl but another also cringe. i always wanted hair's curly's molly ringwald and i think i finally have it what do you guys think <laughs> if you don't know you have to watch this on youtube and while you're there like and subscribe right i, I fit that in right. <laughs> well and another teen cringe movie love it's a classic but holy fuck it's so cringy because i'm out of that stage in my life would have to be the breakfast club Oh my god. Love it. Again, Love a classic. It. Classic. I, oh, I can't. I don't hate it's, it. Love I, it. It's a classic, it's but. Like, I, know I understand where you're coming from, but it's not cringy to me because it's so much like my kids love that movie. Right, like, who doesn't? It's a I great just, one. There are moments that I'm just like, exactly. First you of all, John it. Bender, that was sexual assault. Second of all, <laughs> like. There's a lot of scenes that I'm just like, this would never happen. <laughs> it's a classic. It is. It absolutely is. I listen is. to the soundtrack all the time. I have a playlist on Spotify called I Need to Hear It Sometimes. And at least three of the songs from that movie are in that playlist one of which is just the fucking film score Don't from the montage you. yeah absolutely that song is in there but one of them is just it's just music from a montage there's no lyrics it's just fucking music from the montage oh my god and i can picture it in my a head princess a blah blah oh god you know what fucking props to ali sheedy for improving that fucking scene Ew. oh okay also but the the sandwich that was her idea like to put the cereal on the sandwich and all that and like crunch it that was all improv and props ali fucking sheedy she she was a basket case she was, she was perfect weird. in that role like, oh, yeah. okay, this isn't a recasting episode, but would you recast The Breakfast Club if you could? Oh, my fucking God, yes. I absolutely would. Emma I mean, Roberts would have to be Molly Ringwald, like a billion percent. You think so? Emma Roberts? She's a bitch. So she's Molly a, Ringwald. Molly Ringwald's not that she big She comes of around bitch. in the end, but she's a bitch in the beginning. She's so, like, you just think that you could hang with us. Like, she is a fucking bitch. Unfortunately, the guy I would cast to play the jock who was a fucking asshole and a Emilio bully Estevez. and a fucking bully. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Doug what he does. You know, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. Poor Larry. So, um, Poor Harry Larry. I would probably cast him as the guy that plays Finn on Glee. I don't know if you know um, him. I'm going to show you a picture. Yeah, do. Because I'm thinking of Hemsworth, honestly. I pictured a Hemsworth when you were talking He's about He's too old. Asshole. <laughs> ah, I mean, we go back in time. It's fine. Like, um, and he's not. So, like, when I see Finn on Glee, 
uh, he's also a jock, you know. Unfortunately, the actor passed away due to an overdose, which was very upsetting. I may know who you're talking about, but continue filling up um, the picture because I did not watch Glee, like, ever. Um, I love Glee. Hey, again, it's another YA young adult show you watch, and it's fucking, like, okay, so cringy. Yeah. I can see huh? it. Yeah. No, you know who's got the it. football? I can see it. I you can know? see him as the Emilio Estevez's character. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't recast the geek. I want him to stay the same. He's a fucking nerd. Oh, you know what? Maybe, uh, I'm so sorry. I did not mean that in an offensive way, but like. He was. He played a Maybe well. McLovin. Oh, okay. I still prefer. For the OG. Of course, but of course. He's a good, he's a good stand. He's the only like that. Oh my god, no, not McLovin. Oh my god. Uh oh, oh, what's his name? He's a fucking comedian. And he's like really tall and lanky and he like plays stoner and some stuff. I, oh, is his name Jay something? Uh I don't know, he's got dark hair, but I don't know anything that he's out of. I just remember they cast him on Quantum Recast for a thing. But I can't remember his name. He's a stoner and his name is Jay. God, he would be a good stand-in, but I can't picture... I can't, when I, when I, I say McLovin, he's the only one that I could think... Also, there's this, like, one really nerdy motherfucker. He's, like, got red hair. I'm going to show you a picture because he's perfect. But, like, we, we unfortunately, nowadays, we don't have stereotypical nerds as much as, you know, they mm-hmm. did. Um... In the past. Uh, we still love you guys. Oh my god, absolutely. Like, you guys I are fucking I won't get rid of amazing. my glasses. Contacts are for losers. No, I'm just kidding. Contacts are not for losers. I just prefer glasses. Giving a shout out to my other four-eyed friends out there. And I say that with love. I'm wearing glasses while I say that. Oh! I You know him! That Is guy. that who you're I'm talking about? No, okay. but I want him. because you. I, I I'm going to look up perfect. his name. He is perfect. He's he so is. skinny and he tall. Is um, uh, his name is Nate Hartley. Unfortunately, he has not played a main character. He always plays yeah, the nerd. Yeah, so this is perfect. You're right, right. see now. Absolutely. And I'm going to vote Selena Gomez uh, for, or Lana Del Rey for Ali Sheedy. I think they could go basket case really, really well. Really, I think Selena could, yeah, but I think Lana Del Rey would be fucking perfect, actually. Yeah. I could totally see that, because yeah. she's got like that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. have no idea how to replace My, my middle daughter, Gia, loves Lana Del Rey, and so does my youngest daughter, Larissa. And um, they, they, But they won't bond over it. <laughs> oh, no? Because <laughs> it's like, I like her more. Oh, my God. It's not a competition. But if you're a teenage girl, it is. I don't know who I would cast as John Bender. I think he's just such an amazing... He is iconic. Could I replace Bender? I, I don't know. Judd Nelson, could we replace you, sir? I don't, I don't know. know. We I... might come back to this later because I can't think of a replacement. No, I just think he's so fucking perfect. And Okay, thank yes. you. Yep, yep. I don't think anything's visible. Okay, thank yep. you. My nose no. is running. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, it was warm and it got cold again today. It's stupid. I think there's a tissue over there. I'm gonna Yeah, grab one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I can't remember how we got off of the admissions, but I will admit <laughs> that with everything in life, you know, mm-hmm. being out of town for the funeral yeah. and all that, 
I have not spent as much time in my yard as I would like. Now, I have spent some time in my yard, I have but not, not as much. I have not. I, uh, I <laughs> uh, something that I'm working on is release. That was something that was on my uh, goals, which unfortunately, uh, um, well, I don't mean unfortunately, which I'm trying to work on with my son because it's very hard. It's yeah. very hard. He drives me fucking nuts sometimes and I don't want to I don't want to be a hateful mm -hmm. parent you no. know I yeah. I know a woman no names who's a very hateful parent uh she's constantly screaming at her kid constantly I've never met someone that just Ugh. screams you know like she's like hey bring me a her kid's like Theodore's age or oh, was wow. what oh I'm sorry she two two my son's one and a half so She's like, hey, bring me a plate. She brings her a bowl instead of a plate. I said a plate. You are not stupid. You are know you the difference. I'm not kidding. It's horrible. Wow. I don't want to be that type of fucking parent. Absolutely not. Why no. would I be that type of parent? Like, no. um, that being said, you know, parenting gets frustrating sometimes. Not yes. over something as ridiculous as that, but over right. repeating the same thing well, over Well, but and as over we talked over earlier, again. like, if you're not getting enough sleep and all that because you're staying up late and you're you're going to be more irritable, mm -hmm. you're going to have worse judgment. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, like, you know, there's there's healthy parenting mm -hmm. and then there's, you know, less healthy parenting. Right, and, and it's, it is something that you need to work on. No, and it's absolutely. something that you need to, like make an effort to do it's not something that comes naturally anybody that claims that they can be a gentle parent naturally i mean there's no fucking way i just i don't. mean i guess if your personality allows everything to roll off mm -hmm. maybe. maybe if you you know i i like to imagine you know bred out of those hippie communes of the 60s and the 70s tapering on into the 80s and there are some very light and love individuals out there that are like the epitome of, you know, cool-headed parents. You know what I mean? But there's probably structural things that they're not mm -hmm, able to teach mm -hmm. because they don't have that in their lives. No hate, not saying anything bad. Like, obviously, I said, like, the epitome of a good thing. So, like, I'm not talking shit. I just mean, like, everybody has different attributes and things that they bring to the table. But... In general, we all have to make a concerted effort. Uh -huh. Oh, absolutely. You like, uh, I think one of your goals was reacting with anger. Yep. Um, like with the exception of when my husband came home from Memphis after two weeks and was in a bad mood, I have done very well with not um, reacting to anger. Usually I, mm, with my son, usually I do okay. But, you know, there was a time when I just got so frustrated because... I'm like, leave this alone, leave this alone, leave this alone, moving him away, redirecting his attention, you know what I mean? Doing everything I can and he'll just go right back to it. Well, guess what? His finger got stuck in the ventilation system. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Not right. necessarily at him, but just right, in frustration. Just like, ah! I don't what the want fuck? Him to think, I was trying to prevent this and it happened anyway. Right, and I don't want him to think back and be like, oh, my mom got pissed off when I got my finger stuck and when I got hurt. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm -hmm. So that happened and that was very awakening. I definitely cried a little bit. But I think well, moms do that. I mean, A, they do. And also, 
He's so young, I don't think that he'll probably remember. He won't. Um, which is a benefit, right? Right. Uh, in that situation. But at the same time, he's young and you're young and you're learning mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. so that once he is older, you're, you know, you're, you're learning along the way, you mm -hmm. know? So like you're making a concerted effort to be ahead of the game in that regard. Does that make sense? Yes. You know? Um, and that's how I'm trying to look at it as well. It's still very difficult, but I think that does go with my release and let things go. Not everything, but at a healthy rate with my, uh, spiritual, journey so that is something i'm actively working on and yeah. it is actively every fucking day yeah <laughs> you know what i yeah. mean no i definitely like i can't say that i well and i, I think guess that i am actively working to not react with anger because like when bad things come up with work um you know in the past i tend to like <clears throat> and just like react whatever mm -hmm. so now i'm like i'm taking time i'm like like you mentioned we had my husband he had a run-in with a deer. Uh, I run a transportation company, and mm -hmm. he's one of our drivers. And this last Friday, um, he had a run-in with a deer. And uh, he called me, and the car had gone off the road and wasn't movable. Um, and we're already down a vehicle because of mechanical things. And so it's like, okay, don't get mad. Um, you know, are you okay? Yes, you're okay. Okay, we'll take care of the car. Now I like, can get mad. Right, well, I mean... That's because he had come home the day before and was a jerk, but that's a different story. I didn't get mad about the wreck. It was just like, oh, you couldn't make peace last night, and now I gotta be nice to you. That sucks. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm still a wife. Well. Ooh, maybe that made me sound like a shit wife. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I'm a very loving wife. And I feel like that goes very well with us moving from the young adult cringy stage of life into like different spiritual journey, which is where we're at right now. You not reacting angry to your husband, my not reacting angry to my uh, son. And I have mm -hmm. to say the young adult part seems a lot uh, easier. Maybe because right. we've already done it. Right. I was going to say, I bet to them it doesn't feel too right. easy because you're in the thick of it without like... It seems easier because over the years we've gained knowledge, we've gained wisdom, we've gained coping abilities, or our eyes have been opened to, mm -hmm. to certain things. And so it, it makes certain situations that maybe we once viewed as problematic seem less problematic mm -hmm. um, or easier to handle because you've learned how to handle it. Um, but I agree with you 100%. I don't, I'm sure the younger people, it's, you know, it's mm -hmm. hard for mm -hmm. them. Um, and if you're one of our younger listeners, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. We hope you're coming along on this journey with us, maybe maybe taking a little bit of the fruits of our wisdom or something along those lines. Um, something we've been doing really good at is the fruit water. We've been yes. having it every week while we Absolutely. film. Um, so we're at least getting some sort mm -hmm. of potion-y nutrients mm -hmm. into our Absolutely. Uh, diet. Yeah, like today we've got some fruits that for me, like they just kind of, they speak of summer and May Day, which is fast approaching, mm -hmm, Beltane. Mm -hmm. Check out ooh, one of our former episodes. I think it'll be the last one that's put out before this one. But, um, you know, you know, just those summer fruits, berries that, that, that are very uh, summery to me anyway, because we've got the strawberries and the raspberries going on. Um, and then I've got chocolate mint and Maddie has regular mint. So definitely 
lovely little um, potions that we've been imbibing. Last week was cucumber and mint, I think. And the mints are fresh from my garden, so we've gone out and we've harvested them ourselves, which is nice. Which is connecting uh, with the earth. Exactly, exactly. Um, and we did spend some time in the yard each time. We didn't just mm -hmm. go out and pick, you know, looked at the plants and things like that. I was trying, I'm trying to find out where I wrote down the raspberries and the strawberries properties because I was going to share. Well, I wrote down strawberry, but not raspberry. Strawberries for love and luck. And we know mint is for prosperity. Yes. So. Uh, this Saturday, we'll be going to the farmer's market for the first yes. time. I'm very excited about yes, that one. Yes, me too. Um, me too. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. I've I've been making a concerted effort with my altars, visiting my altars and doing devotionals. I will say um, Persephone and the Ancestor Altar have gotten a little bit more attention than usual because we were dealing with the death in the family, you know. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Corey brought me home a bell that I put on the ancestor altar because apparently grandma collected bells as well as twisted broomsticks, uh, which is hanging above my hearth, which I'm really excited about. But, um, you know, dealing with that death has been painful, but good for me from my spiritual journey aspect because I do want to help affect change in the funeral industry as we see it in America, as well as change attitudes towards mourning and death. So, you know, at grandma's funeral, I openly cried. I told you it was okay to openly cry. Most people try to hide it, but mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're celebrating your life right now. That's a celebration of life. And, um, I also, made me aware of something that I want to change in funeral practices because I don't know how often, um, or rather, I don't know if at the recent funeral you guys had, if they went to the grave site or not. Um, they did not. I had to stay home. I don't know if you remember that yes, was the day yes. after Theodore did yeah. his thing. Yeah. Again, I, high, I realized, risk, high risk pregnancy. It's yeah. not necessarily the funnest. And yeah. yeah. I, I realized mid talk that maybe Bryson was the only one that went. And, um, since he uh, walked to the funeral, which is oh, the day before right, I had a great walk. He didn't, yeah, right. he didn't have a car to go to the grave site. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, when they go to the grave sites, they usually set up on top of other graves, which I don't know if you remember me telling you I have the like I've been to I'm the grave site. I've been to grave sites quite a few times. Not I, walking on graves. I'm oh, absolutely, absolutely. I've graves. never noticed that. Well, but I haven't yeah. been for quite a while. Yeah. Well, like if there's already people buried next to where the plot is, they set up the chairs on the existing. Oh my burials. gosh, you are so right. Yeah, which never I never thought about. Yeah, never until we are trying to make our way to this area, and I'm telling Gia, nope, walk here. Nope, walk here because I'm. We can never her walk off of on the graves. Grave. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful, exactly. But that's how the funeral system's set up. So, like, yeah, that's never one of the things me. that I realize I definitely personally want to change. And then, like, another podcast had shared, um, Homespun Haints on Twitter had shared something to do with one of their recent episodes, and it was mycelium coffins. And so, mycelium oh, coffins. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, those are cool. Yeah, and they don't get buried, they just break the body down. Oh, and absolutely. So the problem the is, I think. There's no room. Well, Lots I think the places. problem is a lot of people have a similar uh, 
thought process of, oh, I want to be buried either in wood or biodegradable or something like that, um, uh, the United States, the man doesn't want that because it's more money the other way. Mm-hmm. No, nope. nope. And so like, I have to look into certain laws and whatever, mm-hmm. but this guy that's doing the mycelium coffins, like I am literally going to find a way to con- contact him because mm-hmm. obviously we are on the same wavelength because, you know, it, it's right up the alley of changing the funeral business, mm-hmm. period, mm-hmm. point blank. Um, but also like, walking on graves to get to the funeral that really bothered me yeah it's really and like shitty. gia and i were the only ones well Corey followed suit once he saw what i was doing leading her so that she wasn't like i just don't followed. understand how people don't even fucking think about it if i'm being honest i with don't you. either well because i was raised not to do that i went with a group of pagans from our area to one of the local cemeteries And I was only one of two people because my friend that was with me followed suit. Everybody else traipsed through that cemetery ghost hunting like it was a fucking game and shit. Walking on graves, running through a cemetery, hollering at each other. I walked away from all of them because I didn't want to be connected with that. I wanted the spirits to fucking see me being just as ashamed of them as the spirits probably were. Like, I was... I thought it was very disrespectful, and I never went with them again because it bothered me so much. I'm curious. After. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. that's that's well, ridiculous. Yeah, no, but, I mean, like, you know, I don't know if they have... Is there any pop culture that deals with walking on graves? I know there's the movies I spit on your grave, but I've never actually seen them. And I know in Vampire Legend, when a child or an animal walks or jumps over a grave, that deceased person becomes a vampire. But I don't know if they deal with that, uh, you know, outside of people who go, that's disrespectful. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it should be out there. Also, like, it, it should be a known on people's thing. spine. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. But I mean, I think it should be like, I think it should be like common knowledge you don't do that. I thought I it, I'm going to be honest with you, Amber. I truly thought I, it was. Because, I truly thought it was too until Because I was that's like, how I was raised. Same. Like, I truly didn't realize mm-hmm. people just didn't, I want to say we're inconsiderate because that's, that's just all it is to me. It's just yeah, I don't, not, con- not I, considering. I agree. You yeah. know? I don't, like, I, yeah, because it's like, yeah, I don't know. It, to me, yeah, inconsiderate's a good way to put it. I just, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it bothers me. Well, because you like, give off that attitude of, oh, well, they're dead. Right, and That's exactly. so disrespectful. It is so disrespectful. And when it's a, you're going to a funeral and the chairs are set up on other people's graves and you're sitting on these people's graves, I was just like, I don't, never I don't like this. Yeah, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And, if I want to make a change, this is one of the changes I want to make, you know, because it's like, you know, we have trouble dealing with death. I kind of alluded this in the last episode, but I'm going to give another shout out because I realized it was a maternity leave episode, so they won't hear it for a while. And we've like gotten shout outs on their show, but, and we talk about them behind the scenes, but I've never mentioned against all potties, against all oddities on our podcast before just behind the scenes when talking with you you know um the wizard seal guys um but like you know they even address in their episode about teeth they address the connection with death and whatever because um one of them had a dog that passed away um and 
they needed to exhume it because they were going to be moving and they wanted to take it with them because they didn't want to leave it for whoever was buying the property or something along those lines. I can't remember it exactly. And homeboys, because like against all oddities, if you don't listen yet, you should listen to them in between our episodes because they're like once a month, once every three weeks. So you should add them to your podcast listening repertoire. Very interesting. But um, one of them, they're three brothers, and whoever's dog this was, his wife, she did it. She dug up the dog. And the minerals in the ground had turned the dog's teeth blue. How crazy. Can you imagine? I don't know what to say to that. I, I, Can you imagine? Blue teeth. How unusual. It's crazy. Also, exhumation. It's, they cover all sorts. They're the podcast where I heard the term, I don't know how much taxidermy I have. Because they have so much taxidermy. Because, like, one of their friends worked for a museum or something, and taxidermy was given to them, and so they disseminated amongst each other. Very, yeah, very interesting. But the blue teeth has stuck with me, obviously, because I've said it twice today. Because, like, what mineral turns teeth blue? What mineral would turn your teeth blue? I have I, no idea. Yeah. Are they sure it was a mineral? I that's all they that's all they could figure. I don't know. Like blue teeth. There was an episode on teeth, which is why it was brought up. It's a very fucking weird episode. Good episode. Great episode. Not bad weird. Good weird. Blue teeth. Good weird. Good weird. I don't know. It's yeah. But I mean they're cool cats. I mean, they've got those cards and they provide paranormal oh, abso- insurance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're fucking cool That's cats. why I'm like... You got nothing. I get it. Like, I don't know what to weird. say. It's <laughs> like, I'm just like, it blows my mind. That's why it's still on my mind after like, I listened to that like a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I can't remember how many weeks ago, but the blue teeth have not gotten out of my head. Because what mineral would turn teeth blue? Do you guys know? Do we have a geologist listening? Do we have a... Who works with dirt and stuff? What kind of profession works with dirt? I'm not sure. What profession works with dirt? Tell me, and then if you're one of those things, tell me what mineral turns your teeth blue. I'm very curious. I'm very curious. Well, I'm also curious on hearing... You know, whether or not you're going through a spiritual journey or not, we all have, like we discussed in the beginning, we've got the cringy teenage phase and now uh, going through the parenting phase with myself and Amber as well. Um, What's Beginning parenting, ending parenting. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Two different parenting phases, but parenting phases nonetheless. so the one of the things I want to say is what is one of the cringiest things that you have done as not you, Amber, you do not have to tell me. I'm asking them <laughs> as um, a teenager going through that little journey that we all went through into from adolescence to adulthood. 
Well, I was going to say, if we're asking them, should we share too? God, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you can just share. I mean, do you want to? I don't. I'm not sure if I. I I can't think of. I got to think of. (laughs) Oh my God, I told you what my husband's was. I'm not going to fucking say it because it was horrible. It's not yours. (laughs) (laughs) That shit was Um, funny. I was going to say, like, all I can think of, I think, I don't know if I've already shared it on this podcast or if I just shared it on the guest spot we've already done. Oh, But the cringiest thing that I did in my teenage spiritual journey is after I was already um, turned towards witchcraft and paganism before the craft came out. But when the craft came out, It was four teenage girls, and I had three friends, so we were four teenage girls. And my big brother's friend, who wanted to fuck with us, told us that there was a store down on Bardstown Road in Louisville, just like the store out of the craft, and we spent the entire fucking day looking for that fucking store. It does not exist, and he laughed his ass off when we told him we spent the whole day looking for it and during that day i got hit by a car cringiest that's that's the cringiest that i can think of at the moment oh my god no no i i recall the cringiest teenage moment that i had and it's embarrassing it's embarrassing like i feel like it's more embarrassing to than yours i mean like we were i went through an emo phase I think a lot of people did. Uh, at least in my generation, it was huge. Emo being I was the a, style. I was apparently an original emo. Um, Candlebox was my favorite band. And um, since emo became a thing, Candlebox has been described as doing emo before emo existed, which offended me as a Candlebox lover. But my friend, who's a bit younger than me, I think he's probably about your age, he was the one who called me emo because Candlebox was my favorite and then let me know. And then my kid confirmed, who was also herself emo, that yes, Candlebox was emo before emo was emo. And I was like, fuck you guys, Candlebox was Candlebox. So in middle school, the teacher asked us to recite a poem. And uh, it was like, just, just a poem. And I chose one about like this girl who's like crying on the inside and like there's like it's raining and it matches the storm in her heart. And this bitch sent me to the counselor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. Well, she's like, you need to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, that's fucked up. First of all, that's fucked up with the teacher. Wow. Yeah, like, I have an anti that story. Like, you remember me talking about my eighth grade um, English teacher, Mr. Ciperone? So, again, pre the craft, I was already doing the witchy thing. So, this girl in my grade was one of the most popular girls. And we were, it was like red... Red days, white days, your red team or white team, because those were school colors, and so, like, that determined what classes you had, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So we were both, I mean, white, I don't fucking know, but Ashley, my best friend, she was the other color, of course, because that's my luck, right? Mm-hmm. So I was already not popular or had many friends because I think I've told you about my eczema, how bad it was when I first got eczema, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so, like, everything was 
mm-hmm. a mess. Anyway, so this was the next year when I had skin on my face again, but everybody remembered me as herpes girl because right. um, that's what they called me. Still offensive, y'all. I fucking hate this stage Um, of life. It's a rough stage of life, yeah, because, like, um, I had really bad eczema, guys. I'll just fill you in because you're going to be curious. You're, like, itching just thinking about it. I am because my elbows were the the place that I still had um, eczema at this point in eighth grade. But in seventh grade, we moved to a place where I was allergic to the water, and then I got a really bad sunburn, and the only flesh on my face was my nose, and everything else was an open wound that I covered with my hair. Um, that would get stuck in it because I had to put ointment on all the time. It was really gross and they called me herpes girl at school. And yet I still had a boyfriend during that time because he must have had the sweetest soul in the world. Because once I was on the heel and it wasn't just super oozy, but I still had sores all over. He was like, you want to be my girlfriend? Mm. Chris, you're a sweet short guy. Um, Only Chris I ever dated because my brother Chris and I have a deal. We don't date people with our names. But... Um, I'm pretty sure me dating that kid named Chris was what started the deal um, that we would never ever again date somebody with each other's names because it was weird um, that my boyfriend's name was Chris and my brother's name was Chris. But anyway, so this was post herpes girl. I had skin on my face again, but um, now I'm like wearing my pentacle openly and people aren't afraid to look at me so they see the pentacle and whatever. And uh, so this girl who was in my grade and she was super popular, Um, she started telling everybody that I was like a witch and an evil witch and a wicked witch. And, you know, at the time I wasn't a witch. I was, I was, I was pagan. I was following pagan. I didn't think of myself as a witch yet. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it was meant to be a mean thing. Now, if you, people tried that, I'd be like, yeah, I'm a witch. You know, but back then it was, I was just coming into my own beliefs and whatever. And it was meant to be a bad thing. We lived in the Bible belt and whatever. Um, so she had this whole campaign of like the majority of our grade against me being a witch. And they, there were like six people that talked to me. Like it was, it was a rough time of life. Like talk about spiritual times like teenagehood is it's bad oh it's you know what bad. it's bullshit too because i got some of them motherfuckers on my facebook you want to sit there heart my shit nah you bullshit. oh yeah me. like oh this Fuck girl you. yeah this girl that this story is about she sent me a friend request i sent her a note as to why i would never accept a friend request from her um but so uh i guess i won't use her name but Dude. she had this whole... No, I'm just kidding. Katie, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> There's a million Katies out there. I even Release, have a daughter. part of the spiritual journey. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But uh, I won't say her last name, even though I remember it. Oh, but, uh, Neil. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's Italian. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, Tribune. She fucking... We had to do this school, like, we had to do this class project where you, like, wrote a big, long, epic poem or whatever. And she and her group did theirs about me being a wicked witch and how horrible I was and how ugly I was. And what a CU in T. Yeah. I'm and sorry. I was like 14. Sorry, guys. I was like 14. It's the rough time for all that kind of talk, you know? My uncle had just died. My, like, the, yeah. I was close to him. Uh, he's my uncle Steve that used to do drag as Shirley MacLaine, like, the one that introduced me to Johnny Depp and horror movies. Like, he had just died. I had just gotten back from him at his funeral and stuff. Huh, death comes into the story too. Funny. Um, 
But like it was a rough time for me all around and we do this project and everybody knows this thing is about me before their group goes up. Everybody in the class They're knows like, this it's is about, about that me. Chamber. Yeah, and they what? all know. Mr. Hurts. Ciperone did not know, so he let them go up and do their presentation, which was just like tearing me apart as a person. And I fled the room in tears because I was so like, how do you sit there? Like everybody knew it was me. Everybody knew it was me. And I had, to, I couldn't, I could not not cry. Like, it was rough, man. Ooh. I had to leave and I left in tears. And then Mr. DeLuca, or Mr. Ciperone, I said the wrong Italian last name. Oh, okay. That was the girl's last name. Anyway, Mr. Ciperone found out what the deal was. And so he made her like come talk to him. And he was like, you need to give her an apology, me. And this bitch is like, I just found out this year I'm a lesbian and I have a thing for you and I don't know how to deal with it. Was she lying? I don't know. What if she was lying to get you to say that you were a lesbian so she could be like, ha! <laughs> I think to this day she does date girls, but I don't oh, know. Okay, okay. I don't know. I didn't take her friend request because she friend requested me on Facebook at some point. And I was no, like, why would I you ruined request? my like, like you literally tried to make my life as miserable as possible and you succeeded in most ways. Well, what pisses me off the most is I realize we're supposed to be talking about spiritual awakening, but now we're just getting into a sad topic of childhood bullies. Is I do have one on my Facebook uh, who was but so cruel to me that because uh, I had moved from a bigger school to a much smaller school and we did she did not tell me why she didn't like me she just didn't like me she just did not like me she didn't like my personality and so all her and her little friends didn't like me and then she got all the other people not to like me because it was a small school right, of yeah. like five oh, yeah. 500. This was a county school. We went oh, to yeah, a yeah. county school. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. I, exactly. Like people were was. bussed from yes, one town exactly. to the other. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And she's on my Facebook now. And uh, she wants to share all this anti-bullying bullshit. Fuck you. Yeah. Literally fuck you. Yeah. Part of the reason that I dropped out and got my GED, because I'm not ashamed, I'll go ahead and say it, is because of you. You bullied me so bad, I would cry in the bathroom that I ended up dropping out and getting my GED. And then you have no. the nerve to share anti-bullying shit on your Facebook? Yeah. Fuck no. you, dude. Well, and I, I do give people room for growth, and, you know, so no. there is that. I get it, because it's personal. <laughs> Just like, no. I didn't take this bitch's friend request. Yeah. I sent her a pretty note about, right. like, Dude, you don't need access to my life. My profile's right. public. We don't have to be friends. Right, exactly. Like, go like, away. Like, you can watch me all you want, but we're not friends. We're not cool. I like will that. say, I've had like, some people uh, message me and apologize, actually. Yeah. And that's really fucking cool. That's yeah. really, she's not one of them, mm. you know, but yeah. I appreciate that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's growth, exactly. I mean, mm -hmm. and that's that's what this is all about, spiritual growth, spiritual mm -hmm. journeys. That's how you get there. And and we did go through rough stuff. So if you're one of our younger listeners who's like, oh, you guys are discounting my experience. No, no I mean, really I fled eighth grade English class crying. Right. And then it gets, it's still shitty. It's shitty. It's, I get it. It's still, it's shitty, still shitty going shitty. through adult spiritual awakenings but i don't think spiritual awakenings are supposed to be fun no they're all shitty they're all shitty that's why they have those memes right yeah. well if you're watching us yeah. on youtube don't forget to like and subscribe 
Um, and leave us a comment. Are you joining us on the spiritual journey? What do you What do you think about? And spiritual tell us journey? Uh, so, your most yeah. Tell us your yeah. Make it juicy, right? If you don't want to do that on YouTube, do it on Twitter at Classiest Witches, right? Yeah. And then we're also on Instagram at Witches Talking Tarot. Mm-hmm. Hey Melissa, hey Melissa, shout out for being our number one patron. Heart, um, we appreciate your support. Yes, making a better show, right? One month at a time, really for real. <laughs> Much appreciated. All right. You are the OG, girl. We thank you for coming to sit with us for a spell. Bye. Charles, we just recorded for two hours. We did. Now what do you want? <laughs> we have to talk about our show. Okay. Who are we? Uh, what do we do? Ha. I am Martha Madrigal. And I'm Charles Tyson Jr. We are the hosts of full circle the, the podcast. podcast you are a beautiful white trans woman i will take that <laughs> of a certain age <laughs> and tired beyond imagination and you are a gorgeous black cis pan man who has shared my life for 10 years and we're engaged i put a ring on it yeah you did put a ring on it's a pretty ring too <laughs> Now we have a podcast. Yeah, there's not much we don't talk about here. It's true. We talk about LGBTQ issues, headlines of the day. We talk about fun things too, like movies and music and television and pop culture. Mm -hmm. And we talk about what it is to be black in America and what it is to be trans in America and how those things intersect and collide. and... And child, it gets interesting. And you can check us out every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. Because once again, we're Charles Tyson Jr. and Martha Madrigal, and this is Full Circle, the the podcast. podcast. Are we done now? I think so. Okay. I am never going to be the same again. And I thought he was going to kill me. And he did do things, you know, because... I like true crime as well, and he did do things that serial killers do, and he has, you know, a collection of his victims, and I am in there. It's disturbing to think about. They say that if you mess with the bull, but I did feel uncomfortable. Yes, something about his presence just did not sit right, and I just couldn't pinpoint, like, what exactly was wrong with him yet. You get the horns. But if you mess with the queen bee? It's 41 physical victims. And then there's all the victims that he swindled out of money. There's the ones that, you know, he sent unsolicited pictures to. There's the ones that he stalked. There's so many others that he's harassed or creeped on online or tried to lure. And just so many of us. You get the hive. Join me, Courtney. And me, Amanda for a special three-part series coming in May. You know, it's hard to prepare myself for, like, who could ever imagine being in this position? You know, anyone who's ever been in my shoes before, like, I just want to hug them because it is so hard. Like, you know, the stories, they get worse and worse, you know? And we had one the other day where it was super disturbing, a lot of these stories are. And I, wouldn't be surprised if he killed someone. We will be interviewing victims of a serial rapist and bringing awareness to this, as well as joined by other podcasts for reenactments. We will be diving into narcissism, giving you tips on what to watch for, 
and first-hand accounts. Because I d***ed her down so good, now she's obsessed, dude. She doesn't want anybody else to have me. She doesn't want anybody else. It's her life goal to never let anybody f or f anybody ever again. That's her goal, because she's obsessed. This series will not be for the faint of heart. A Nefarious Nightmare presents Minding the Beehive, Surviving a Serial Rapist. This shit should not be okay in 2022. Like, pedophilia, rape, like all the uncomfortable things that nobody wants to talk about. There are people walking free, getting away with every day, like, because of the way our system is and something needs to change. It's, it's not okay. Part one of this series available May 10th, 2022, wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, always mind the bees.